You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and you are rocking with us here on the Decoding Success Podcast for yet another roundtable discussion with some pretty dope fucking guys, I must say that. And I'm really excited to have these fellas here to my right. I have my boy, Damon Romeo. Thank you for joining the show. My boy, George Barnes, another key influencer in my life, and Mr. Matt Willits. My God. <laughs> I appreciate you guys joining, and uh, I'm really excited to decode this, imp- this particular topic with you guys. As we were just discussing over dinner, it's something I feel like we all have in common and we all have helped each other in some way, shape or form. And I'm just going to dive into it and kick it off with this question. I mean, every single one of us here has, like I said, helped each other in one way or another, whether that was getting an internship, turning an internship into a job or something of that nature, which I think is really dope. Because when I say that, I am talking along the lines of working with Damon John here at the Shark Group. And um, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity nonetheless, right? Mm -hmm. So my question right off the bat is, how do you get in the mindset of understanding the world is win-win to the point where, George, I'm looking at you right now, you never said, if I help Matt get an internship, that could potentially threaten what I do, right? That's not how you thought at all. Same thing with Damon and Matt. Like when you guys were coming up and obviously we were able to identify you as talented interns that would be of value to the company. And look at Matt shaking his head. Maybe you, Damon. Maybe not so much. (laughs) Okay. But all jokes aside, like obviously it was never – along the lines of, hey, if we help Matt get a job or we help Damon get a job, that's going to fuck us up, right? So I'm just going to throw it out there. How do you guys get in the mindset of identifying the world as win-win versus if George wins, he's fucking me, or if Damon wins, he's fucking me, if Matt wins, he's fucking me, and so on and so forth? Well, <clears throat> I don't believe helping somebody's going to threaten you if you do your job and you know what you're doing. So... If I give somebody an opportunity or, or help somebody, I'm adding to the team. I don't feel threatened by what they can do, what they can bring to the table. If I'm helping somebody, I think they're going to add to what we're trying to do. So I never feel threatened by anybody, actually, in the sense of what I do and, and work. Um, because I believe if you put your, your time in and you know what you're doing, there's room for everyone to make money. So in that sense, though, it's more so of being a contributor to the team. But let's look at it from a broader perspective, because people that are listening to this may not be in the situation we were, where it was, hey, we're a part of this one team. Let's continuously make this team better. So I'm sure you've helped numerous people outside of here. Right. So how do you maintain that mindset even outside of there where it may be? you know, I'm just trying to think of a random example, you know, maybe getting someone a job or um, something along those lines where it's like, hey, I'm not taking an opportunity away from myself by giving this person that opportunity, you know? Right. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think that's a threatening type of way, right? Right. <clears throat> if I can relate to something like that, I feel like if I help somebody and um, they get an opportunity and then, uh, well, you know, after after some time, they're making a considerable amount of money on the opportunity I helped them with and I'm not making any money on it. You know, it's not threatened, but it's like... Does it make you feel some type of way? Absolutely. But I've done it so many times, I'm numb to it, right? Because, you know, I'm not helping people to make money, but we all like to make money because it's... 
you know, what we do for Ross a living. Ross is right? genuinely a good guy, too, though. Right, you know, but this, I, I, I'm nature. not even joking. I've made people millions of dollars <laughs> that have money on it. You know, yeah. so as. Can't relate to that. Yeah, not that. But I, I actually had this conversation with Damon um, a couple months back, and you know, you know, he he, he basically said you got to go into it with the mindset of, you know, if you're introducing people at this level now, put in, uh, you know, you have to bring it on in the beginning. Like when I introduce people, I'm not, I don't want to talk about money and, and that stuff in the beginning because I'm not like I'm not, I'm not thinking like that. I'm just genuinely want to help people. Right. But. If you create an opportunity for somebody and they make a lot of money and you don't make any money, I believe it's on their side to to genuinely think, okay, well, he helped me do that. I should take care of him. You know, like that's how I think people should be. But again, uh, just going back to not threatened by someone else's work ethic or, or, you know, contributing. But, you know, as a a consultant or a networking person, someone has uh, a large social network that, you know, connects people it's uh it's important to put it out in the beginning so if it goes this way you know lay it out so yeah i was just to add on i think the like weird coincidence with us four and even i think the other people we surround ourselves with is we all kind of have this uniquely great confidence about ourselves where we know we're allowing ourselves to help another person but you know which we have this great confidence in ourselves that let us feel that we can do that Absolutely. right like I think when I really look at this room we're all I think we're all really uniquely confident in all our abilities and I think it all shows because we're all good at what we do yeah um, so I think to kind of answer your question about like the win-win um, it's like something that I've never even really thought about because it's one of those things where it's like if I'm surrounding myself with people who are just as confident something good's gonna happen and then it's a little bit maybe of like a, a karma thing where you want to put the good energy into the world so you know hopefully it, it turns back around but I think the, the confidence thing that we have kind of helps us out in yeah. the sense that we're more than willing to, to help with an opportunity or, or see an opportunity and want to bring someone on and not push it away knowing that you know we're still going to contribute in some way yeah, I totally agree that it's, it's all about karma and energy and doing it the right way so I just you know I don't want to start off being super negative but when you say the threatened part and it just you know hit a nerve because you know one opportunity just you know jumped in my head but lost meaning I think a lot of it's also just like I'm a firm believer and I can probably you know judge someone's overall character within a few you know couple times meeting them or interacting with them I know I knew right from the start that you three people including probably Frank as well let's give Frank a Frank, shout out because Frank should be out. here he should be here Frank stuck in Jersey. Bev. yeah I'm just that, as you, the Frank. corporate person would say Frank Ketchabev yeah <laughs> like 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 you people like I fully get it like as soon as I met you guys I knew that you guys were genuinely good guys and I could count on you probably anything and I still feel that way counting you for anything so if you ask me to hook you up with a new logo or anything like I don't give a crap I'll help you out you know that goes for any of you guys like I'd be genuinely down to help you guys out with anything at all because I know down the road you would do the same thing so I think a lot of it's judging character Um, I think just being an overall good person that like 
aura of having good characters goes a long way. Right. You, know? no, you get the you get the same kind of results and feedback from similar people you want to surround yourself with. Right. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate the perspectives there. So let's backtrack a little bit. One thing I wrote down, and I, George, I think this ties into what you were saying, like. It almost comes down to having no expectation and almost no standard at the same time when it comes to doing these sort of favors and or making connections and things of that nature. So I'm curious how you get in that mindset. I mean, I've been getting coached as of late, like in 2020, I've really been working on this. I realized that I have a lot of expectations going into things and having expectations versus standards really aren't a good thing. You know, so when it comes down to someone, I don't know, personal example, you were saying you've helped people make millions. I don't know if they've ever reciprocated in some way, shape or form. So I'm curious, and this goes for all of us. I'm just giving George an example off the top of the head because he was mentioning it. Like, how do you make sure you don't have that type of expectation where you're doing a favor for someone and expecting something back? Right. Well, just to clarify, it was really only one person I made millions in, in, in this. <laughs> this one guy. Yeah. One person. <laughs> One's enough. One, one yeah. mentee. One's know, enough. Back back in the day, you know, this is like, you know, 15 years ago, whatever it was. <clears throat> um, but <clears throat> I think that, uh, you know, when, when you go through things in life, you figure things out, right? So I think experience plays a, a big role in, um, in making those decisions. And... Now it's more of a sense of what I help everyone I can, and I'm not looking. I'm not looking for anything from anyone, and it's not easy to get there. You know, that's it's been a process to figure out how to genuinely want to help people for the sake of helping them, and not what you want, not for for you know the benefits for you. And I believe once you get into that mindset, and when you really help people to help people then you get the reward right yeah you know it's you know for instance when i when i, I do a, a clothing collection and it, it happened on a whim i where I, I post on social media about collecting clothes and, and toys that people want to get rid of literally did it on a whim to help one of my friends at work and it started out on a whim after eating a couple weed cookies so I was a little high <laughs> and I, I did this and long story short what I realized while doing this for a couple of years I, I did it for a couple of years and I wanted up buying a van in order to you know facilitate these collections and I helped over like you know uh, I collected from over 150 families and donated the stuff but what I realized when I was doing it is not only was I helping the end person getting the, 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 the clothes or the toys but the people that were donating the stuff, the reward I got from the energy from them, because they were so happy to see it going to someone that they knew, and then know that it, what they were giving was going to someone in need, like, you know, one step away from the, the donation, not like the church or a, a clothing basket, you don't know where it goes, or people reselling it at a, you know, a thrift store or whatever. So, genuinely doing that on a whim and then seeing the result from all the people I collect from the positive energy I get from them then donating it where obviously was helping people and then the energy of everyone talking about how awesome it was and how happy they were to do it was incredible so again it was doing something um, that wasn't a plan and then seeing how the result of doing something good genuinely 
you get the good energy from it. So I believe it helped me because I think everybody was talking good into the universe about me for doing this. So that was my reward and it wasn't unintentional and I didn't do it for that, but it was a reward I got because I seen it from people and I felt it and it was very rewarding helping both sides. Right. So I helped the person by, um, they know where it's being donated. I was helped because I was doing something good and helping others. And then the end result where I was donating it, not only the people I was donating it to, but the people they were distributing it to. So it was helping everybody. And I think everyone rewarded from it. And it was 100% not looking for a reward. I received a reward. Right. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I don't have a story like that. I was just, <laughs> just going to say, like, I feel like it's like a, it's a learned skill to give without expectation. or Because when you think about the word give, I think the next word a lot of people think of is like take, right? Or like give, receive. Receive. Yeah, not give, take. Give, receive. Yeah, receive. Let's go with that. That's a lot, that's a lot better. But um, the learned skill of let me give without expectation, one, is probably a rewarding feeling more, right? Like when you're just giving to give. Mm-hmm. I think, George, you were just kind of giving a story about that um but by no means do i think it's like out of the womb you're like yeah i'm just gonna get like, oh no it's it's, it's, it's a learn learn yeah because what we'll, we'll, we are programmed yeah. to be different you know what i mean like very rare is you know that's how we're taught yeah you know what i mean because we're in a society where it's not like that at all you know so it 100 is a skill that you have to learn again i wasn't this way my whole life yeah you know what i mean i was a totally different person, you know, twenty years ago. Absolutely. And 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 you you want to you want to make your life better and realize um, change you have to make to make your life better helps other people too. So I agree with you hundred percent. It's a learned skill. Yeah. What were the changes you had to make to become the person you are now in regards to always giving? Excuse me. So I made a lot of changes. Um, for me. Um, Give me the top three that made you into someone that's more of a giver than a taker. That's a good question. Um, I found God. I kind of hit rock bottom. Did you find God or did God find you? I found God. I found God because he was always around. And uh, he always had me. And I realized that uh, he was there. What's that quote? It's like the the sensei will appear when the... Someone's ready to learn something like that. I I'm just saw sure. that. some quote. I just saw that something like that. So it's it's, it's good. I yeah. promise. It's a good one. It makes sense. Email is smart. Yeah, you <laughs> smart. And uh, and then uh, you know hitting rock bottom in a in a, in a different than other people's rock bottoms where I wasn't you know in the streets or anything like that. But it was a low point in my life. And then uh, uh, turning it around, uh, I studied Kabbalah for a long time, and I'm still love all the practice I learned from it about energy and spiritual stuff. And then, uh, you know, just transitioning in life. And, and, and working with Damon has been a tremendous impact on my life because of the, the type of guy he is. So if I had to say three things, I'd say finding God, studying Kabbalah, and working with a guy like Damon. Right. Three important things that helped me change. I love it. What were you saying though, Matt? I kind of cut you off. Well, what, uh, about the learned skill? Yeah. Yeah, I think just that's really kind of what it was of just, I don't think, um, I think giving without expectation is not the easiest thing to do when you're either first starting off or, you know, when you haven't been through a couple of experiences where it's like you're expect you're expecting something back and you're not getting it. After a while, you got to realize you got to give without that expectation and then you're actually giving for like 
the real meaning of giving something. Because if you're actually giving something to receive something back, you're kind of just doing it for an, an outcome that might not happen. Or if you're just giving to give, you're probably going to be happy regardless of the outcome, mm-hmm. which probably makes you a happier person. I feel like the whole, like, you know, you saw experience, like, doing, like, living the experience of giving to people. Yeah. I think that's huge because, I don't know about you guys, but my, my mom growing up, she is, she gives away everything she gets, she gives away. Like, no matter what, you know, she's given $100 bills to the mailman just because they're fucking gift living their our mail. You know? And you're also fucking loaded, bro. That's entirely false. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's just like that type of, type of, type of person. Um, but I think for me, it was like, I, when I was in, I think I was in high school, I did this thing called, um, what was it called? I was kind of called like a challenge league or something. Right. Where I was, I played baseball my whole life. But I would go and help these kids who were physically or mentally disabled, you know, or challenged, help them just play a game of baseball for 30, 45 minutes. Right. Just like take the time out of my day to go do that. And seeing people who were just so much less fortunate than people like myself who was a healthy, you know, guy, like seeing that difference was huge for me because now I'm just like, you know, if I give something away, what am I really losing, you know? Someone else probably deserves it more. So, like, just give, give, give has always been my mentality kind of just forever. Right. It was kind of crazy. How do you guys feel about giving to feed the ego? Now, obviously, we we feel good when we could do something for someone, you know? I I wrote my entire college paper about that. Really? Really? Yeah. Give me um, the thesis, bro. It was – I didn't get good grades. It was about Bob Bob Marley quote. What was the quote? It was the song Pippers Paradise. And it was every need got an ego to feed. And that was every need got an ego need got an ego to feed. It was my college paper that I submitted to colleges. Oh Oh, so high school going into college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were getting graded on that? (laughs) We had to get into college. I got like two people accepted me, so like (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many. A lot more than I like to admit. So I'm just eyeballing the uh, success rate on that one. (laughs) Worked for two though. Yeah. So what was the paper about? It was about so the whole so the whole quote you, every knee got equal to feed was Bob Marley talking about how he thought Mother Teresa um, only was so giving because it fed her own ego, and that was the, what the entire song is about. And that's what he was really preaching because a lot of people don't know, but Bob Marley was a very political person, and that's kind of like a lot of conspiracies conspiracies about how he like died and stuff because of that. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but. Yeah, that was my entire paper about that. I really related that back to my experiences with helping these kids play baseball. And that was my entire paper. It was like going back to that song, taking quotes from it, and relating it back to my own experiences. Right. Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I can't say that I give to feed my ego, but I can't say my ego is not fed when I give. You know, yeah. so well, I just said it. It made me feel good to do it, right? Right. And people were saying positive things about me because I was doing it. I, that wasn't my intention, right? It's, ego is about intention. You hit the nail you know on the head. Saying? It, 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 that's, if you're doing it, again, that, that goes back to, to Kabbalah. If you're doing something to bolster your ego, it's defeating the purpose. It's the wrong reason. Right. So you're not going to get the, the energy from it. Right. You might get the, the instant gratification. You're not get the long-term energy from it. Right. And when I was doing that, when I was collecting the clothes, and, and this just transpired... It wasn't my plan at all. I literally wanted to help my buddy who had a food pantry 
bring him some stuff because he didn't want the gifts like everyone else got in the office who got either liquor or edibles. <laughs> he, you know, he was he doesn't drink Georgian water. fucking edibles. Yeah. Man. And so he second story with yeah, <laughs> Stone Pizza. Okay, Stone Pizza is the best. <laughs> so check Here it out. It's the plug. Um, but is that a place or is that like <laughs> I am the pizza pusher. Go to uh, that on Instagram. You'll see anything you want. But you know when this was done. Totally, um, not a plan, not for my ego. Literally to help to, to help him because I know he didn't care about anything else. But his food is uh, his food pantry, and then the reward I got because it was a it was a pure thought, a pure action. I wanted reaping the rewards of being able to help all these people and feeling great about it and and the energy from it. So again, you know, intention. Why are you doing something? That's what it's all about. What is the reason? You know, then I believe that's at every step of the way in your day, you should be thinking that way. So essentially what it comes down to is like, the ego can be fed and you can feel good after doing something as long as it's not the intent. Is that what I'm interpreting? That's my opinion. Yeah. Right. No, it's mine. It's mine too. I mean, when I look at it, I do this mentorship program at Baruch across 24 CUNY institutions. And I mean, I just personally love doing it, which is why I do it. But at the same time, when I'm there and they hear about my experiences, it fucking feeds the ego. And like I walk away smiling every time. It's like, yo, like you've accomplished all this. You're going to accomplish all what else, whatever else is to come. Like my ego gets fucking fed. Right. We all need reassurance. Too, right, you know right, right, right. So right, it's right. like, you know, that pushes you to the next level of the mountain, right? You need to feel, you need your boss to say, good job, man. You know, you need uh, your boss to say, yeah, I'm going to get you lunch. Then. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying for real, you need the reinforcement because as, as uh, you know, self-motivating and confident that you are, you know, being recognized that doing something good for people or well helps you to the next stage. Yeah. And you're not expecting it, it's even better. Absolutely. Yeah. And you shouldn't expect it. You know, like, Because yeah. what happens is if you're expecting it and it doesn't happen, it goes the opposite way. Yeah. So it's counterproductive. If you expect it, then you're kind of resenting, to resenting the yeah, person yeah, 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 that yeah. you're I, helping out. You know what? When I asked the question about expectations versus standards, like I was thinking more so from an extrinsic perspective, meaning a monetary value versus an intrinsic. Maybe I'm mixing those two up right now, but regardless, I think it applies to both extrinsic and intrinsic. When you do something for someone it's not about having the expectation of being rewarded monetarily and it's not really even about having the expectation of being rewarded from uh, a feel-good perspective you know like when you just said that right now that was the first thing that was you know ringing in my fucking mind it's crazy it's crazy when you actually talk about it out loud how it all comes full circle but i'm curious damon you were mentioning something about characteristics i'm just going to throw this out there do you guys not do something for someone if their character, you know, their character is flawed in some type of way that rubs you the wrong way. I should say, I, I would, I would never. Um, you would never do something. For no, no, I would, I would never like discriminate or I would, I would, I would always do something. Right, you know? right, right, right. Um, After the person's already showed, yeah, you already, you already know that who the person is, or you're like this is someone you don't really know. If I don't know them, I have no reason to think that they wouldn't do anything in return. So. I would always go the extra mile for people who I don't know, but if I obviously I know who you, the person you are, I would probably think twice about it. But um, I'm an open-minded guy, so you know I always think people can change. But if I've seen them do it a couple times, then 
I don't know. It's it's tough to you know. Right, but I, I I asked that question because I you know I believe in you know second, third, fourth, or fifth chances, right? So right, I someone could do something that aggravates me or the uh, you know is not how I expected them to do it or whatever. But I would then say to myself, give them another shot. You know, or to don't don't be that way because then you're gonna be the same way they are, mm-hmm. right? So then give them, you know, that other opportunity to maybe show, you know, prove you wrong and it'll be better. You know what I mean? But like, end up again. This is the new me, the old me. Would said to go fuck yourself, <laughs> and I'm not helping you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I would have probably told you that. But being uh, thinking bigger picture, thinking. How am I going to create the better energy for myself? It's mm-hmm. forgive them and move on. Why hold on to something? Let it go. Yeah, for so, sure. So let me ask you a question personally. When I met you on the spot at your college, what? and I'm asking this for the audience, not for me. Mm-hmm. On the spot when I met you at your college when Damon was doing the event there, what made you want to help me? Because you're a friend. Because of my friend. Because you're a friend. I, I, everything's networking. For me, I, I am a, like a social capitalist. My whole business and, and, and network is built on on connections and who I know and what because I've been around for a long time and been around a lot of people. So if you didn't you went to your college and I didn't know you, but you with Phil, who I met a couple of times and knew him, you with him so that we're and you know, so that's how we met at your college. That's how that happened. So because you were with one of your friends who didn't go to that school, but you brought him to see Damon, that got you into the into the VIP to meet Damon that day, right? So you use your network to get in there because of my network. False. Don't mean to cut you off. Okay. I got into VIP because I was the president of the Entrepreneurship Club. Just wanted to clear that up. Okay, oh, <laughs> cool. So you were in, okay, cool. But I called Ted, the president of the company, oh, got right, you to right, skip right, the right, line. Right. So you would have been in the VIP, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't have been in the front of the line without Ted, who I texted when I was walking, looking for a cab, trying to get out of that place. In Jamaica, so, yeah, in Jamaica, yeah, Queens. Yeah, terrible, waiting for an Uber, whatever, that was not, not a good place to be looking I, for well, I was trying to find the train, it was, it was just a disaster when I left there. But while I was walking in my disaster area, I called Ted, and that's how you got to the front. So yeah, you were the president of your thing, but without the network and the connection, you wouldn't. Have, you would have waited on that line like everybody else. VIP boy. Phil should no, no, no. <laughs> Phil should really say thank you. I was good. I had a VIP pass. Phil didn't, so he should be texting you after this episode. You would have been online. No, no, no. I had a VIP pass for the green room. Okay, but Phil would have been online. He's like I said. He should be texting you after. Okay, this episode. so you got your your props. Both the cameras. the cameras. So you know, again, in my opinion, it's network, right? So right, then, right. so then, okay. Your VIP pass, your presidential fucking uh, entrepreneur <laughs> club got you there, right? But then to get your internship, you use your network and hit up Johnny Arp. And Johnny Arp hit me on Facebook and said, my boy's trying to get an internship. Right, right, put right. a good word in for him. So again, it goes back to your network. So yeah, Phil can thank me. But, you know, you would have been a kid in VIP that didn't meet the president of the company who had been right there, right? So right, again, right, right. The network is key. You, you came from nightlife and your nightlife guys got you to your next stage in your life. So that's why I believe you always treat people the right way 
And no matter who's high or low, you never know who's going to go, who's going to jump the ladder. So you treat everybody the same, unless they're a jerk off. Right. <laughs> but if they're a good person and, and they and they mean well, then you help them out, right? right. So um, I forgot the question at this point. <laughs> Essentially came down to character instantly. So I'll give you a perfect example here. You two guys could have, so my instance in this case was super short, but you, you two guys were here for three plus months making an impression. I think both are very similar, although the time differences um, are obviously different, right? So for instance, you, th you two guys could have, and I, obviously I was here for a certain amount of time too, but like you guys could have been here for X amount of time, but shown flaws in your character over the course of that time. You could have came in for two months and been super strong, and then on the last month, been weak as fuck. Matt could have came in with one of his curls in a bunch and fucking <laughs> felt some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's actually uh, interesting how that works. But I'm curious, like, how you two judge character as well. You kind of answered a little bit, but you've been rather silent, Matthew. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think about how I judge character. You're not a podcaster, are you? No, I, I love to podcast. It's my first invite, even though I was the one who came up with this idea for you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally over a year. I, I need to give Matt credit yeah, on a, air. Every, yeah, over a year. So I launched this December 4, 2018. Matt Willens told me to launch a podcast way before that. Way before. Like, way I'm before talking, that. you thought it was a bad idea way before. People forget he was on the podcast wave years Whoa. before everybody else. Yeah, I, I had one in like 20, I think it was going in 2017. Like, I had one. I mean, that was still people still had podcasts, but right, early right, right. in the game, though. You were early in the yet. game. Yeah, it's just yeah. great. It's just people talking. You, you, know you came into the like internship and you were like oh, let's do a podcast yo I got a podcast bro I was like, that was the first thing he said to me I yo I got like, a podcast yeah. like, I'm a content fucking, guy this fucking nerd I yeah. was like <laughs> sure that's cool wow, now look who's laughing we're all on this guy's I know, podcast I know right not you it was crazy um, but um, kind of the so I guess the backstory between Matt and I I guess if we're gonna talk about like judging a character like I was Matt's intern at the shark group um, and I think a lot of the reason we gelled together is just cause like you as much as, you know, quote unquote, I have character flaws or whatever, but like. I didn't say that. Yeah, you your say, face. You can't I see his not, face. Okay, but anyway. Whatever. I did not say that. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I said that uh, upon myself. I think everyone has character flaws, for sure. Um, but I think as like an actual person, me and you got along really well. And then on top of that, it was a hardworking individual, not to boost myself, but a hardworking intern, right? Like, there are some interns um, who like enjoy the experience, but have school to be preoccupied with and I was lucky that it was the summer so it's not like I really had that much going on I could dedicate time to interning and I think you saw that um, and I think it was the same thing with Damon over here too like he's a hardworking guy I was going to call him kid but that's just ridiculous kid yeah. I say kid all yeah, but we're so I'm a kid forever whatever. yeah uh, a hardworking guy but also character wise like we all got along, and I think um, a lot of times it's who you get along with is who you kind of want to help, right? I, I think going back to the whole thing of um, someone I maybe don't gel with that great, I don't necessarily know I'm going to go out of my way to help them knowing that it's just like it's going to take a lot of energy for us to try to get along if we don't actually get along. Mm -hmm. So I'm always more inclined to help someone I like and who I kind of gel with. It also right? just work better with them too. Yeah, you know? and it's like how do I base character on people? I think it's very much like a, it's like a weird sense, right? Like I'm a, it's always this one thing I would say is like, I grew up in New York my whole life. So you run into all types of people and you see all types of walks of life, 
really quickly, especially just like growing up here. So you can tend to judge people a little quicker, I think. Try not to be too quick, right? Like some people have a bad first impression and I think that goes to like George's point of, um, you gotta sometimes give second chances because sometimes people are nervous. Sometimes they really mess up on that first try and you gotta give them a second try. I think if by the third try they're the same person, you kinda gotta, you know, move on. That's right. just how I feel. I, oh, think I agree. I agree. Some people want to, you know, give third and fourth chances. I think sometimes it's like if you're gonna end up getting hurt the third time, it's, for your own sanity, it's not worth it. So how do I judge character? I guess in the super short term, it's just a feel for the person, and if I can laugh at them and get along with them, you know. Right. Yeah. And you're very Brad and Chad like, so it's. Uh... What is that even Brad and Chad? <laughs> you're right. I don't even know what that what means does that either. Mean? Very fratish. That's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> I would have with your with your dad hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, though. Polo shirt, dad. It's a long sleeve. It's not like a sweater or a cardigan, which I have. It's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't mean I'm that guy. Listen, let's just... back my chair. We got to throw it out there. Matt sits Indian styles in professional chairs. That's very Brad and Chad. I got a bad hip, which I don't talk about because why would I? I don't complain. I got a bad hip. I respect it. I got a bad hip. He's just like this in every meeting. I do. I want to sit like this. Like, yeah, I don't like my Yeah, he's Indian style right now. But just... I think on uh, Matt Willen's point of like, basically you can bring the horse to the water, you can't make him drink. Favorite right? saying. Favorite so saying. I, I want to just clarify something too because I'm hard on uh, Matt Labrie because that's just who I am. But I did help him get an opportunity. But if he didn't drink the water, he wouldn't have got the gig. So you know, it's network is great, but if you don't if you don't execute and deliver on your end. You don't get you don't get what you're going for. You know Say that mean? again about the horse. I'm right at it. <laughs> yeah. So Say that about me again. Boost me. As, as much as not I not about me, about the horse. I really want to know what the quote is. You can't bring the horse to the water. No, you could you can bring the horse to water, but you can't make the horse drink. But you the can't water. make the horse drink the right? water. Yeah. So, you know, again, helping you get an opportunity because of the network, you still have to execute and deliver on your end when the showtime comes, whether it's an interview or anything else, you know. So yeah. you handle yourself on the interview. And you know, got the internship, and then you know, did a double internship until you got a job. So yeah. that was your focus and your, you know, drive to get what you wanted, and you did. Right. How do you feel about being from New York influencing the way you give? Because like you just brought it up. Yeah. New York is fucking competitive as fuck, and that's almost embedded in with all of, oh, inside all of us. No matter level. no matter what year we're born, like New York. It's only getting more competitive, and it's not to say it was any less competitive back then, right? So when I look at it, I'm like, yo, not for nothing. You got to kind of take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. And I, I guess that's another question that I'm not going to bring up right now, but I'm just curious how you guys feel like being from New York. And obviously, people listen to this all over the country, multiple different countries as well on top of that, not tooting our own horn. I just want to throw that out Damon's there. Damon's from I, upstate, though. I'm not from upstate. <laughs> <laughs> Damon's from upstate. Yo, he gets this shit all the time. I'm curious, what do yeah. you guys... I mean, he's from the fucking city. He's from Westchester, wherever the fuck As he's I'm from. Saying, New Rochelle, shout yeah. out New Rochelle. <laughs> New Rochelle. New Rochelle, shout out. <laughs> oh my God. I'm curious what you guys think about that. About growing up in New York. And, and how that influences the way you give, or the way you may have given in the past. I mean, I just, just give? Just see a lot of shit. Like, well, give or <laughs> I mean, live. <laughs> live is a different story. It's a lot larger than what I we're talking about, but we yeah. got into this conversation about... It being a win-win world, yeah. but around the around the topic, how we've all helped each other in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, like I'll just go ahead. For me, it was like Please. in 
in high school, I went to a huge fucking high school. It was 4,000 plus kids in my high school. Wow. So there was, I graduated with a thousand plus kids. A lot of kids upstate. You know? That's why you know it can't be upstate. Yeah. Because upstate don't <laughs> have numbers like that. Yeah. So yeah. you can never call yeah. it that again. So because that's crazy. And it's on record. Yeah. Unless you yeah. hit the space bar and this stops recording yeah. right now. Your shell is 12 miles from this place right here. So we'll <laughs> pull the map right that's now. It's 13 miles upstate. Yeah. <laughs> um no, nah, it was just like like that high school was, it was nuts. It was just like, you know, it was, I think it is on record one of the most diverse high schools in the entire country. And what just, was it, a penitentiary high school? Or? <laughs> yeah, there was one next door. <laughs> was it really? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it was just, it was just like a, I loved it just because you were, I didn't grow up, you know, with the same person around me all the time. It was, there's tons of people. All the time, you saw a bunch of shit. You appreciated your life so much more than everybody, like everybody mm-hmm. else, you know. So then I went to college, and there was just a bunch of you know preppy kids from Connecticut, and it was the worst <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I, just, I just hate everybody, <laughs> and I couldn't wait to come back into the city, right. you know. Um, but also to your point, though, I also think that New York just moves ten times faster than everybody else, so you feel like you have to be on edge all the time For, oh you're always God. moving you're always thinking you're always yeah. thinking 10 steps ahead and everybody else that's why New York gets things done and gets things done and California is slow as shit you know <laughs> right. it's just it's the way it is you know well you're a Silicon Valley guy with your app bro yeah, but there's a reason I'm in New York and I can't deal with anybody <laughs> in California anymore. Yeah. I fired those people because they were too slow. <laughs> they're, they're listening, they're so Yeah. Like I was, I was talking to that guy in a fucking shed in Hawaii. Ah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was awful. So what advice would you give your younger self in regards to instilling a, a win-win mindset into that person? Like George can answer that best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would 100% listen to my dad more because I thought um, I knew it all and experience is uh, one of the best educations you could ever get and if I would listen to my dad a little bit more growing up I think I would have been uh, uh, better off you know financially and and different decisions that I made so I do believe that uh, um, listen to people that have lived it right you know experienced it they Usually when they're giving advice, it's not a malicious advice. It's, it's to try and help you not make the same mistakes they did. So you know, that would, that's 100% what I would say to my younger self is listen yeah. to the elders a little bit more. I think the thing with that too is like you can listen to more than one. Like this is something I'm trying to do more too. Is like you can listen to more than one person's advice and you can pick and choose a little bit what you want to hear, but if you hear a current theme, it's probably some some truth to it, right? I think sometimes, like, I would get caught up, and if I just heard, like, one opinion, like, that was the answer. Sorry, I know you want to slap the table. Sorry. That was the, that's the answer, but in reality, like, I'm learning, get three or four opinions. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Like, that is something, that's a huge takeaway. Like, really talk to three or four people about what you got going on, and if all three or four say the same thing, mm-hmm. probably got something there, right? But if... One out of the the one you really like is saying something completely different. You kind of got to reevaluate and think about you know three people are saying something. You know what I mean? So well, that's exactly what you know what we do for a living too. We we take data and make decisions off data, right? So yeah. all the things that we're doing with Damon on demand and things like that is about <laughs> holy data. shit. 
shit. Whoa. I'm asking for the check. <laughs> wow. So I'll do a plug in right now. Text is. <laughs> <laughs> so we make decisions on the data that we receive from the, the clients that we have, right? So same concept in life is when you're asking three or four people, yeah. if you're getting two or three answers, you're leaning a certain way, right? So yeah. it is important to it is, yeah. hear the opinions. And but also you got to trust your gut and do your thing too. Uh, totally you know agree. I, mean? yeah. I think that's huge, trusting yeah. your gut. Yeah. Like, but again, it's it's laying it, you know, you're getting the stats, but you're still making your own decision. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're seeing, you know, the three of what we were asking about yeah. in different situations than you are. Yeah. But it's good to get information to make an educated decision. Yeah. You know, so. And I think, list, like, you're right, like, listen to your elders because the problem you're facing, somebody else has faced it and odds are they have a good answer. Yeah. It's not even just elders. Yeah, though. I agree. Well, I, I the younger too. people yeah. that know more about the space that, that, that we're talking about. You know what I mean? True too. I have, I'm, I was saying my example of listening, what I would do. But I listen to... You know, if one of you guys says something that you know more about than I do, I'm 100% listening to you. You know, I'm yeah. open minded where I don't think I know it all because For sure. if you think you know it all, you're going to be wrong. Screw you know what I mean? Yeah. So if someone's more, you know, I'm not going to say I know much about gaming, but I know Matt. You love that, and Matt Willens, you love Ooh. that, and I would go to you and talk yes. to you about that stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, absolutely. So I think it's listening to people that have experience in what they, they've done. So my dad, in my scenario, yeah. lived his life, you know, before me and made decisions, you know, so that, you know, that's, I thought he played it safe all the time. That's why I listened to him, but he played it safe and that's why he, you know, he lived the life he lived, right? But anybody that is doing something correctly, you should listen to them. Take their advice, make your own decision, of course, Yeah. but listen to what they're saying because they're doing it correctly or they've done it longer or their experience will help your decision. Right. I think what, and I'm only learning this now, 27 years, maybe I learned it a little bit earlier, but, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I never realized that the world was more abundant than it is scarce. And that's exactly why I was probably selfish at times when there were opportunities for me to be able to help people. And, um, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, it's so like break it down. Like what do you I'm going to break it down. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. So when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to money, when it comes to friends, when it comes to women, when it comes to anything of that nature, there's a fucking abundance of it. Right. But oftentimes we are programmed and it's not really our fault. It's just the way that we're brought up, you know, and um, over the course of generation, 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 we're almost programmed that I'm speaking for myself to have a scarcity mindset, right? To save every penny you make, to live in that type of way. And we don't realize how much abundance there is in this world. It's like anything you want is already created. And I'm not trying to get super deep here, but it's really true. Anything you want is already out there. You just need to be able to attract it to you. So I think that right there is kind of the advice I would give myself is to understand that there's an abundance less than or more than a scarcity of the shit that you want. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? I think sure. there's a confidence level to that too. Like I think once again, like you're confident in yourself that if I do whatever, if I do spend X amount of money, I will go get more money. You know what I mean? I keep doing that hand thing. Like, it don't matter. But it's all good. You know what I mean? Like it's I think there's a confidence level there because I think there are some people who are like, I just made a hundred thousand dollars, like I don't know if I'm ever gonna make this again. I gotta save it. Whereas there's some people who have the confidence of I made a hundred thousand dollars, I can do this again. You know what I mean? Um, but I once again I think that's like a, a learned skill too, like you just said, like you're learning about that, which is honestly good because I think there are a lot of people that kind of live in that mindset of 
this is the most I'm ever gonna make. I don't think I'm gonna find it anywhere else. This is the other. This is the one in a million shot. When it's right. like, no, if you put the work in, you'll get it again. You right. Know? I believe that comes with faith. Faith knowing things are gonna work out. And if you get up every day and bust your ass, don't make excuses, don't blame people, and go for it, it will work out. And that's having faith in your ability. Yeah. Faith in God. And your work ethic, and there's no reason why, especially today, with the way things are online and, and what's you know we're in one of our conference rooms having a podcast that's going to be broadcasted all over the place. Millions. You know, it's it's if you put the work in, there's no reason that you can't be successful. Mm-hmm. You got to look in the mirror, get up every day, and go for it. If you were to, and this this is the most random question. If you were to break down out of 100% what needs to go into be successful, you mentioned faith, and I respect it, but you also mentioned hard work. So it's not like you can have faith, lay in your bed all day, jerk off, and, <laughs> and achieve what you want to achieve, right? Yeah. So out of 100%, what do you think are the breakdowns? Like have 50% faith, 30% hard work? Does that question make sense? Like, this is yeah. the first time I'm asking this question. I'm really curious what you think goes into that. I think, uh, you know, I, I really couldn't put it in numbers. Uh, for me, um, faith is the biggest uh, priority. So, like, 90% faith? Well, I'd say 90%. I'd say 51% of, you know, and everything right, right. else. You know what I mean? Like, the bottom line is that comes first. You know, without it, you, like, I don't, I don't fear, I don't have fear of, of uh, like the lack of a like lack of things like I know and again this goes with experience and, and, and what I've gone through in life that's why you're here to know that that's what I need everyone's different you know what I mean like certain people they don't need it and, and I don't judge anybody everyone should do what they do what makes them happy I know what works for me and I believe it would work for everybody else if they understood it the way I understand it but it's not my job to make them understand it. Right. It's my job to make sure I know what I got to do. And that's the most important part, in my opinion, is knowing what you have to do. And, you know, you could have 100 best friends. You could have 20 brothers and sisters. At the end of the day, you got to look in the mirror and handle your business. And go hard at everything, you know. In my faith, I go hard. Work, I go hard. I, you got to just... You know, Matt, in all your podcasts, there's, a, there's a, a common thread, right? It's like the successful people do it and go for it. And it's, it's, it's a common thing, you know? So everyone has flaws and different things they deal with, you know? But the common thread is people go and don't give up. Right. And I believe with faith, it makes it um, easier to handle the bumps on the way. Because there's always going to be bumps and... You you just gotta keep on going and and not let them push you all the way back and learn to let go when things go wrong. That is a key that people do not do. They let things that happened to them in the past stay with them for long periods of time and the only one it affects is them. True. It don't affect the person that did it to them or the people that did it to them or anything else. All it does is affect them and their energy and their life moving forward so learn to let go of shit right I want you two to answer that though if you could fill up a success bar up to 100% what do you think goes into that 
I think for me, I think a lot of it is obviously a ton of hard work and, you know, Give me numbers, Brian. bro. What the fuck? No one wants to give me fucking <laughs> numbers. Tough, let me let me let me say my flush it out. Go ahead. Flush let it me out. say my attributes. And then, I'll, <laughs> give me the attributes. and then I'll give them numbers. Give me the fucking All attributes. Right? Let the upstate kid do his thing. Yeah, you need to pull out a fucking calculator for this thing. <laughs> yeah, I gotta ask uh, <laughs> seventy podcasts. Yeah. First time he asked this question, wants yeah. to answer on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> first time I ever thought of it. Yeah. It's a great fucking question. I'm gonna have to toot my own horn. Yeah. This is gonna be in every right. episode. He brought it out in you, bro. Okay. I don't yeah. draw horn without us, you wouldn't have got yeah. that question. Right? Facts, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think so. One, hard work, obviously. I think two, confidence. I think having the confidence to just believe in yourself and continue to go forward no matter what. Like, for me, um, you know, I have my own business that I wish I'd spent a lot more time doing, but, you know, I'm confident that I think something will come of it in the next, you know, near future so I continue to work towards it yeah when you bring out the CEO yeah of course um um, and then the next thing is just like not overthinking and dwelling on little things I think a big part of it is just you know you see a little opportunity you think of something creative you think of something innovative and it's important to just kind of act on it and not wait on it and not think overanalyze overthink things especially when you're starting oh, out fact yeah fact. when you're just start, when you're just starting out you think of something fucking do it you know? what, what's gonna hurt is that gonna hurt you if you do something extra worse comes worse you wasted time but yeah you tried something and you learned something yeah even even when you are like at the top you know like if you just try something the worst that happens is people say that sucks and then they're just yeah. like all right whatever fuck it, i'll move on yeah you know Congrats, it sucked. Next. um so I'm gonna put a little spin onto your whole little thing here. I'm just gonna say uh, I'm gonna say hard. I'm gonna say grind is probably like you know fucking fifty percent of it. Okay. And then I'm gonna split up the other half. Twenty-five, twenty-five. That's basic as fuck. Yeah. Well, you need time to think about it. So <laughs> there's your answer. All right. Before Matt Williams goes, <laughs> Matt, you break it down. Give us yours. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I, I also can't think that fast with math. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna say? Three, three <laughs> point half. Like three, yeah, three, yeah, three, yeah, three, yeah, three yeah, four, yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm not that good with math either. So these are simple numbers. So, but being that you two already went, I think you answered a bulk of what I truly believe, which is fifty-one faith. I mean, I have in God, I trust tattooed across my chest. Do I believe it every day? Probably not. I'm a fucking human being. But at the end of it, faith, 100%. If you don't have faith, not only in God, but in yourself, in your abilities, in the people around you, in your network, in whatever, like, I think you're already losing in a way, right? You need to have some sort of faith. I think 25% of that is hard work. I think you need to be willing to grind. But at the same time, what I've been able to decode from hosting amazing individuals on this show is the fact that you don't need to be willing to work more than anyone else because that goes totally against what we've been talking about all episode, right? Especially what I was just saying regarding abundance and scarcity. Like you don't need to be working nine hours because your competitor worked eight. Mm-hmm. Proven, proven statistic is that if you work five hours a day, which is literally what people are adopting in Europe and other places, like that is the max for actual productive work. Anything after that is surfing ESPN, doing shit that you shouldn't be doing that's unproductive. Like that's just a yeah. fact. So we got 51%, 25%. I said faith, hard work. 
I think another thing is... He has a 51, also. He's a genius. Two in the 50. Yeah, you did 50. He did 51. I took 51. You did 25. I well, took 51 and a half. We played prices, right? <laughs> Bro, that's a good number. I'm saying it's a good number. Survey you want a fucking car. I'm at 76. I think next is mindset. I think I would give... Hold on, I'm adding fucking 14 to 76 because I don't know what that is. Yeah, see? That was smart. The only one pen and paper. 25. 7, 8, 9. I'll give it 14%. 14% is mindset. Okay. Reason being is because I think faith and mindset kind of go hand in hand. I won't go into mindset as much as I went into the other ones here. The last 10% I think goes to network. I think if you don't have a network, and this is just my personal, you know, my personal opinion, I know what my network's been able to yield me, whether it's on the show, whether it was the opportunity to work with Damon, to be able to sit in his office right now, have this podcast, um, to be able to drink one of his beers, like whatever the case is, I think network is literally the, the key. So for me, it's faith, hard work, network, mindset, those four things. Yeah. 51, 25, 14, 10. I would even go to the extent of switching 14 to network and 10 to mindset. I think those are interchangeable. But now that you motherfuckers put me on the spot, let's put my redhead, curlied, gray looking, Jew Jew hair friend, Matt Will, on the table. I very much so can. Oh my God. Um, Well, seeing that, I think I like numbers a little bit more than you guys. 18.6%. No, I'm just kidding. I would never never do that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go into all the you guys kind of took all the numbers at this point, but... I'm curious, do you have any other characteristic that goes into that other than what we said? Um, I think you guys touched on, I think the mental health and the balance is huge. I think that's one thing I'm so bad at, and it's it's the worst thing ever. I, I enjoy working, but I also think it's at some point, like you said, it's going to be overkill, or it is overkill, and... Um, it just doesn't make sense, right? And you kind of yeah. need to take into account your mental health, your physical health, which I think is a really big part of, and I believe the question because kind of took three guys, is the characteristics of being successful. Is that it? Or yeah, you're like you're filling up your success bar, right? It's yeah, like- I, think, I think physical and mental health are huge. I think just from like a physical standpoint of like if I work out, I feel 10 times better. I would say the best ideas I've ever had are, are me walking on a on a treadmill, not running, walking, I got a bad hip, like I said. Um, but like- How the, old are you, bro? Uh, 23. But it's a bad hip, I don't know what to tell you. That's bum hip, bum hip, <laughs> yeah. I got it. No, but- the, I got one too. The best ideas you ever have are, are on a treadmill, and sometimes, you know, if you're in an office, once again, working eight, nine hours, Sometimes you need to change the scenery. Sometimes your brain needs a total refresh. So right. um, I don't know if I'll do the percentages, but I think just to add on what you guys said, like physical and mental health, you have to take care of yourself. Like right. you have to get sleep. If you, I know there are some guys who are super successful and they get four hours of sleep. 99% of the world, you need six hours, right? Uh, everyone's so, different. Yeah, but the thing is like, get some sleep. Like you're not, maybe you'll have your genius idea at 3 a.m., but you'll probably be more successful if you actually are sleeping at 3 a.m., right? Right, right? If you wake up, write the idea down. But um, I don't know, physical, mental health, balance. Are is you real- really wearing bacon socks? Yeah, I like bacon. Uh, um, what else you got to say about my appearance? Red hair, socks. You don't seem to make fun of you in your uh, ugly skinny joggers that don't fit you and your super tight <laughs> shirt that doesn't fit you either, tough guy. 
right, yes, finish your There you go. Um, yeah, I, I think the other add-ons are just physical, mental, mental health, and then some balance, especially. Have some friends outside of work. Um, actually hang out with them. Actually talk to them about your problems. Take your own advice. Take my own advice. Nah, I, yeah, I, we've been talking about this a lot. That's what I'm really. saying. No, no, no. You hang out. You don't hang out. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I gotta, we've been talking about it a lot. Like, I got to be way yeah. better at it because it's you go crazy if you don't have that outside network. Yeah, you don't like even have said. a dog, right? I do have a dog. Oh, so you're good. You got a dog. Yeah, but humans are good good too. Right? Yeah, <laughs> humans are good. <laughs> yeah. I love my dog, shout out, but I, you know, I'd like to talk to a human once in a while as well. So let's wrap this up with one last question. We've been rolling an hour. Rapid fire type shit. You have no time to think about it. Damon, okay. if you could only give one universal piece of advice for the rest of your life, what would you give? Yo, you said that way too bad. If you could only give one universal piece of advice for the rest of your life, what would you tell people? Um, take action. George. Spread love. Matt. Oh my god, this is really hard. What, say the question one more if time. If you could only give one universal piece of advice for the rest of your life, what would you what would you tell people? I think it's understanding that everything has a beginning, middle, end, and when it's time for the end, that means a new door's open and it's time for the beginning. Wow, that wow. touched my heart. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. deep. You were thinking about that. I should have yeah. asked That's you why first. I asked the question again. Yeah. <laughs> the other one you recited that for the beer last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, listened, he literally listened to every episode. He's like, how does Matt end his podcast? <laughs> that, is, that is like the number one thing that's what I live yeah, by. Yeah, that's a good I one. Live by that. I like that. And then the other one too, if I'm gonna throw in is it's nice to be nice to the nice, meaning just be nice to people who are nice to you. Not to the people that aren't mean to you? Well, if they're mean to you, I mean, you can, you can be nice, but... You're fighting all... fire with fire there. Go with the first it's one. The first one was nice better. Nice to be nice to the nice. I respect yeah. it. Damon, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate George, you, I appreciate you being here. Keep up the good work, Matt. Matthew, I appreciate you being here. I'm going to make sure all of your social handles are in the Great. show notes of this episode, yeah, so expect some followers. Personal branding. Personal branding. Until yeah. next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace. Peace.